Today we're talking about wrongful death claims in Ontario. These are cases where an individual is killed as a result of some other person or business negligence. I'm Andrew Iacobelli, and I'm a personal injury lawyer with Iacobelli Law Firm. And my name is Colton Lung. I'm a personal injury lawyer with Iacobelli Law Firm. We're going to be talking about wrongful death claims. That's a broad category that we use as lawyers to describe those cases where family member, loved one was killed as a result of someone else's negligence. Wrongful death cases can arise pretty well from any personal injury matter, car accidents, motorcycle, truck accidents, pedestrians crossing the road, getting struck by motor vehicles, defective products. People would be surprised to learn that in a really serious slip and fall case, somebody can strike their head, resulting in death, and a whole host of other unusual circumstances where someone's negligence, failure to uphold certain standards and duties of care, can result in a fatality. We know that these cases for, for the family, for the loved ones, it, it's, it's even hard for them to make that first call to a personal injury lawyer. Obviously, there's the grief, there's the mourning. Oftentimes, there's a sense of guilt we see in our clients, a sense of guilt that they're looking to a lawyer for compensation when a loved one has been killed. And what we generally say to our clients in that situation is speak to a lawyer, get the facts, get the advice, because when you lose someone, it can be more than the loss of their comfort, their companionship, the relationship with them. But oftentimes, the death of a loved one sadly also results in financial losses and burdens for the family. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about the group of individuals that are eligible to bring a claim for wrongful death in Ontario. Individuals who are able to uh, obtain some compensation on behalf of their loved ones for themselves include immediate family members such as, you know, father, uh, the mother, their sibling, children, grandchildren. And grandparents. Pretty well it's immediate family members. And in Ontario, there's specific legislation that says which family members are entitled to make a claim. And the types of claims that can be made by the family member include the loss of the, the relationship, the companionship of that individual, but also, as we mentioned, the financial losses, the support, the services, the losses associated with the funeral expenses and burial expenses. So Andrew, what happens when um, you know an individual comes and one of their loved ones was uh, unfortunately uh, killed because of an accident and they have also a, a very large family to them? What, what's the steps towards that? We would start off by speaking to the first person to get some information, learn about the facts of the case, and then assemble a meeting so that everybody can ask questions. What's important to us is that the whole family gets to learn about the process and ask questions. So my preference in the beginning, I'll speak to the, the one person that reached out to us or maybe a couple of people. Then I'd like to have a meeting with everybody so that everybody can be heard, everybody can ask their questions. And then I can get the consensus from everyone that, okay, going forward, I will report to this person on the everyday, day-to-day -day activities of the case. And then as the case progresses, you know, we get to like important steps in the case, then obviously we would, we would reconvene everyone again to get their instructions and just make sure everybody's informed on, on how it's going. Sometimes it's not just one person, sometimes it's 
it's a shared duty. There might be uh, two or three people that are kind of sharing that sort of leadership responsibility, dealing with the lawyers and the paperwork. Now, there are circumstances where family members don't all talk to each other. How do you deal with that? Because sometimes you do have, you know, multiple claimants that are eligible, but some of them aren't on, on great terms with one another. Then generally speaking, you know, we try to manage by dealing with each of them separately so that they're still satisfied and they're still in the loop uh, with the whole process so everyone feels like they're heard by, you know, their legal representative that they um, have. And in cases where there just is no way to, to represent everybody. In those cases, sometimes we have to recommend that some family members get separate counsel just to make sure everybody's interest is looked after with independent legal advice. At the end of the case, unfortunately, the only thing as lawyers that we can recover for these families is money. We can't bring their loved one back. At the end of the day, all we can recover is money. We will do our best to give our advice as to the evaluation of, of the individual claims. Part of the evaluation of the claims is, is what class of family member are they? So is it a spouse? Is it a sibling? Is it a grandparent? The age of the victim? So you kind of start broad with, okay, the class and what the law says on that particular relationship in general. And then you have to dig deeper to the unique circumstance of this family and the relationships and the dynamics of that family. Who was this person closest with? And then we can start to give recommendations in terms of value. The complicating feature is that from the insurance perspective, sometimes they're just looking at it as a pot of money and they're not as concerned about how it gets divided up. It's also important to note in wrongful death claims, if there are minors, so if any of the surviving family members are under the age of 18, any settlement obtained on their behalf also has to be approved by the court. So another interesting feature of a wrongful death claim is that the estate itself of the individual who's passed also has a claim. Those assets will become subject to the administration of the estate. That could be governed by a will, or if the person died without a will, it would pass under the laws of Ontario for the distribution of a state without a will. Now, we're not estates lawyers, so in those circumstances, we would generally, if our clients don't already have an estates lawyer, we will suggest to them that they get an estates lawyer because the distribution of the money in the estate uh, is gonna be governed by estate law. Our job is to, is to recover the money. So we're, we're going out there and trying to get the asset for the individuals and for the estate, but we don't get involved in the distribution of that money that's paid to the estate. Let's run through an example of, of how a wrongful death claim might look like. Jane Smith and John Smith, husband and wife, and they have two children. Let's just assume for this example, there's no other family members, no grandparents, no one else. And their children are both under the age of 18. John Smith was crossing the road and unfortunately was struck and killed by a car. So now he's survived by Jane and his two children. In that case, there would be four claims. There would be a claim on behalf of Jane Smith, the wife. There would be claims on behalf of each of the children for the loss of their father. And there would be a claim on behalf of the estate of the late John Smith. Each of those individuals would have their own rights and remedies to recover money for the loss of their loved one. The estate, in addition, would have its own claim 
for some of the losses that were incurred, including the pain and suffering that John experienced from the time of the accident until his death. In that example, because the children are both minors, any settlement of their cases would also need to be put before court for approval. So just to be clear, in addition to the estate, each of the qualifying family members have their own individual claim. Their compensation is dependent on a variety of factors, such as how close they are to the deceased, how financially dependent they are with the deceased. You know, how do you prove how close family members are and how much someone is lost when they lose a loved one? It's a tough thing to do, but what we often will do is we try to learn about the unique relationship that these families had together. Oftentimes we'll ask for photographs, home videos. Typically we'll send a questionnaire to the various family members and have them write. It's almost like a diary experience where they write about their favorite memories, what they enjoyed doing with their loved one, uh, and just answering questions that give greater illustration to the unique relationship that they shared. And those are the things that the insurance company will consider in evaluating compensation on a wrongful death claim. And then on the economic side, so if there's a lost income or lost services that this person was providing, very often we'll have to engage experts to calculate the actual financial loss to the family without the services and support of that particular uh, individual. Could be anything. Death by negligence, yeah. So what makes a wrongful death case is someone's died because either someone failed to do something or did something negligent. So the real obvious ones are obviously automobile accidents, but then we've seen all kinds of different scenarios. So we've had building fires, slip and fall accidents, slip and fall accidents, nursing home neglect and negligence. And of course, like any case, it's not just about proving the value of the case. You also have to prove that somebody was negligent, whether it's a motor vehicle accident or it's a slip and fall or it's a product defect or some other kind of premises case, you, you have to investigate and prove fault. And so that's what we do. If you've lost a loved one, we understand that you need time to grieve and mourn, but really we can't emphasize enough how important it is if you're even considering finding out whether you have a valid claim for wrongful death to speak to a lawyer early so that the evidence can be preserved and you don't miss the time limitations to advance your claim. There's oftentimes a lot of technical, legal requirements that need to be put in place to, to be able to advance the case. And so our suggestion is call us for free consultation. We'll sit down with you and your family and just go over your rights uh, so that you can make an informed decision and decide if you want to proceed uh, and advance that claim. Thank you so much for watching uh, this episode. Uh, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, our contact details are listed in the show notes below.